0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. New series, glory to God. This is the month of Thanksgiving, right? So the title of my new series is Thanksgiving. The key to greatness. The key to greatness. I feel like that prophetically what this year has held for us as a a church, I feel like that what God's given me in this, I've never preached this before. I've done a lot of messages on gratefulness and thankfulness and those kind of things, but I've never preached this. Um, And I feel like this is Kind of in the the accumulation of everything that we've preached this year is going into this um, into this series, and um, I, I can just tell you this right now: you need this, you need this, you and I need this because it's the key that unlocks the greatness of God in our lives. Now, I'm not talking about greatness the way the world thinks of greatness but the greatness of God. And it's the key that unlocks that. Um, Ungratefulness in your life disqualifies you from greatness. Ungratefulness disqualifies a person from greatness. Because if Thanksgiving and gratefulness and thankfulness is the key to God's greatness Then, to choose the other is prideful. And pride always disqualifies. That's that's just set in motion. I don't know about you, but (laughs) through the years, I've had to really learn what pride is. Man, when I think i got a handle on what pride is, it's like then God shows me something else I'm prideful about or have prideful tendencies toward that I never, never would have even thought that that had anything to do with pride. And these, these heart issues are deeper in each and every one of us than we think. In Matthew chapter 6, The Scripture says, and 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 this is the wording of the Amplified, He said, if the light that is in you is darkened, there's a question, how deep is the darkness? Nobody knows. But we don't have to know, and we don't have to meditate on that because we got the light. Can you say amen? And what is the light's job to do? To reveal all darkness, to expose darkness, to uncover the darkness. And I'm so grateful for the truth that, that does that for us, the, the revelation of God's truth that literally does that for us. In the series, <clears throat> I really want, I'm going to focus on two things. Number one, on the key to greatness, but I'm going to focus on the greatness part of it that has to do with how great God is. Because the greatness of God can never be figured out. But always searched for. And always finding pieces of that greatness in our lives. And that's what keeps you humble and walking in a place of humility to receive all that God has. But it never runs out. But To get there, as the title says, you have to learn to be thankful in everything. Not for everything, but in everything. You have to be thankful in everything. So, I want to just give you just some synonyms of the two words thanksgiving and greatness first on the word thanksgiving is thankful grateful praiseful worshipful and gratitude is what thanksgiving is the synonyms for greatness is excellence superiority And then I added this last, these last four words because um, as I was trying to put other words with it, they all had to do with God. And so I just said, greatness is the nature of God. It's who God is. He's great. Everybody say, He's great. Great. I I mean, He's just great. So, I want you to I'm going to read these two verses that I'm, I'm ministering on this the rest of this month, and um, I want I want you to rem- to to spend some time, maybe even looking at these two verses of Scripture, both of them found in the Psalms. I want you to look at these and and look at them in different translations, and look at what the Scripture is talking about regarding. Thanksgiving and greatness. Remember, we've defined thanksgiving as thankful or grateful or praise, full of praise and worship and gratitude, all of those things. Well, Psalm 150 in verse 2 says this Praise him or thank him or have thanksgiving for him, come before him with that type of a heart. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise Him, thank Him, show gratitude according to His excellent greatness, His whole nature. Lord, I mean, does God's nature miss anything? It covers everything, right? It's in His nature, in His nature is healing. In His nature is prosperity, in His nature is peace and joy and all that God wants you to have in life, it's all in His nature, right? And He said, so every day, and and what we're going to do throughout this month is we're going to work out in a practical way how to put action to thanksgiving. It's one thing to think of that word, and you know, when you saw that word, thanksgiving, and... You saw all the false stuff and you're thinking about, you know, turkey. But that Word and everything that is attached to that Word and that attitude is the key that unlocks the greatness in you and I because our Great Father, created us in His image to be what? Poor? Sick? Depressed? No, He created us to be everything that his, that, that his nature says He is. He created us in all those ways, and we've practically got to realize by faith how we release the spirit of thanksgiving. Because it truly unlocks the door to the greatness you were created in. I'm not talking about trying to be great. You'll fall flat on your face, live a defeated life, trying to be great. You know why? Because there'll always be somebody greater. There'll always be something greater than what you're trying to accomplish to make you feel like you're less. Always. I said always. There'll always be that. So you need to know today that you're great no matter what you've ever done or not done or however many mistakes you've ever made or how many accomplishments you've ever made. You're great because He's great and He made you great. Psalm 145 and 3. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised, to be thanked, to show gratitude toward, to thank Him in Every moment of every day, in any word that comes out of my mouth, it needs to be words of thankfulness in how great He is. But you have to do that by faith. You can't do that based on how you feel, how things look, how it appears to be, what someone else said, what lie the enemy has told you or anything else. It has to be by faith in what He has said, with everything. I don't care what it is. So we must cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. We must. And no matter how much you think you do, you don't like you need to. This lifestyle of thanksgiving must be be cultivated in the spirit of thanksgiving. Thanking God for His greatness and who He is. He is great. Amen? Amen. Psalm 34 in verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. How often? All All times. I will thank the Lord at all times. I will acknowledge His greatness at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. How often? Continually. His praise. The thankfulness, the gratitude of how great that He is. If you go back to the the verse uh, in Psalm 150, it says, praise Him for His mighty acts. So. Everything that I see that God did in the Bible, since I've been born again for the last 45 years, everything that I see He did in the Bible, He said is for me and even greater things. So, are we to be thanking Him for manifestations in our lives before we see them? Oh, yeah. That's the problem. The problem is, we're speaking... We're speaking as a result, people, people do, people speak as a result of where the problem is in their life and how it's affecting them. They're talking about that instead of talking about the greatness of God. And he said, first and foremost, praise Him for His mighty acts. So let's say that you're in a financial difficulty in your life. How would you praise Him how would you praise him for his mighty acts? Every day. Father, I thank you for what your word says about my prosperity. God, I'm so grateful that you have already delivered me from all debt. You have liberated me and set me free. You know in your head you're not free of debt. But you're thanking Him that you are free from all debt because He's already liberated you from that. If you're in debt, you got there. He didn't get you there. No debt in Him. You made choices and decisions. So as you begin to thank Him for being debt-free, Now, His Holy Spirit has access to begin to show you how you got there. And He will begin to show you the corrections and changes you need to make so you can be free of the debt and not get back in it. But where does it start? Thanking Him for His mighty acts. Lord, I thank You that You have freed me from all debt. I thank you today according to your word. I've given and it's given back to me. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over. People are bringing. Opportunities are coming my way because you're a faithful God. See, these spiritual truths are where it begins. Because then the spiritual has to work its way to the natural. If God's limited in any way, He's limited by the choices of man. Because in the world, God will not just float you prosperity into your hands. Not going to come in an unjust way. If God just forgot about all the other issues and the problems and just, you know, you cried long enough and so He's going to take care of your needs. That's not, he's not a just God that way. But He wants to teach us how to do that, and it begins with acknowledging and being grateful and thankful for what He's done for me. Lord, I thank You that You freed me from all debt. See, if I'm free of debt, if I'm saved, then I'm free of debt. If I'm saved, I'm healed. If I'm saved, I'm delivered in every single way. But you may have things going on in your life that it doesn't appear that way, but that doesn't matter. You begin to change the way you acknowledge His greatness and thanking Him for what He's already done. And Lord, I realize where some of these things are going on in my life are a result of choices that I've made or maybe attacks against my life, whatever it is. Today, I'm learning to understand how great you are, and you're, through the greatness that you begin to allow into your life through acknowledging who He is, then you begin to see things change over time. Nothing happens instantly the first time you say something just because you said it. But the fact that you're saying what He says is so is what begins to line your life up with His greatness. I was created to be great. Can you be great and fulfill greatness, say in the financial realm, and be covered up in debt? No, doesn't work that way. But He created you great. So if He created me great, then He created me to be free of that, or whatever it is. Just one example. That's why we have to cultivate the lifestyle of thanksgiving. I'll read 34 and verse 1 again. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My praise of how great He is, my, my thankfulness of how great He is, it will continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord, the humble, who? The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Not the prideful. Not the prideful because the prideful think they know better. But the humble who humble themselves under His mighty hand and begin to acknowledge His greatness no matter what it looks like or appears to be, it says, the humble will hear of this and this way of doing things and be glad. Hearing of what? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. How often? Continually. What does that mean? Always. How often is that? Never miss. So, I'm what I'm working on in my life, where praise and thanksgiving is concerned, is removing anything and everything that is ungrateful and unthankful coming forth out of my mouth. if that was easy, everybody would be doing that. If that was easy, I wouldn't be preaching it. And that's the dang truth. You know why? Because of the way you've got to navigate that. Lord, I, I know I'm complaining about this situation or this person or something that's going on. I know I'm complaining, but... You know, I mean, don't I have a right to? Well, if you, th- if you want to demand your rights in a situation, yeah, but you don't know about this situation or you don't know what this person did. You don't know. And, and you can whine and cry, but that's what you You got to get the whining out. Oh, and the only way to get the whining out is to make declarations of what he says is so. Oh, bless the Lord at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Praise of Him, thankfulness of Him, thanksgiving of Him and His greatness will continually be in my mouth. Man, the humble shall hear of it. Oh, that's right, man, that's my way out. Woo! And be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Come on, let's thank Him right now. Come on, lift your hands. Just, just lift your hands and let it flow. The greatness of God. Woo! In the name of Jesus. The greatness of God. Glory to God. And you know what? He created you the same way. He created you just like Him. Put your, put your, put your finger... Somewhere, your chest, bone, or whatever, right up here high. <coughs> I yelled too loud and now I'm coughing. And just say this to yourself. Say, say this to you. Say it out loud, but say it to yourself. I am great. We're great because of him, right? It's not based on what I've done or where I came from because I can tell you in my lineage there's some not so good greatness. But now I'm lined up with Him. I'm lined up with my second birth. Thank God for my first birth or I wouldn't be standing here. I thank God for my family every day. I pray for all my family, every, all my family. I pray for every single day and I never miss. I thank God for Him. But my lineage is with my second birth. Because with my second birth I have the power to let all those Wimberly curses know they don't have any authority in me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That Wimberly curse on my grandfather that took him to the grave, you know, in a not good way, and doing all kinds of ungodly things before he left planet Earth. That curse is off of me and my whole family. What I knew of my grandfather, I loved him because he was my grandfather. But if that's what I have to look forward to, why would I even want to live? Mm -mm. No, I'm connected to my Savior, Jesus, who wants all people to think like I'm talking right now, and all people come to the knowledge of the truth. And that's why we have to develop this grateful life This thankful life, this life of thanksgiving, the spirit of thanksgiving, we have to develop that every day for not just, it's not just for you, it's for the good of everybody around you. Come on, how easy is it to be negative? How easy is it to be ungrateful and unthankful? Every day. How is it, for those of you married, how easy is it for you to be ungrateful or unthankful for your spouse? Every day. Something they did and you didn't like it. (laughs) Huh? Or friends or people or whoever it is. I mean, on the job or wherever, you've got a job, you've got a purpose to develop this spirit of thanksgiving that gets off on everybody else. Because when you are thankful when you should be ungrateful, I mean, people just flock from everywhere, from everywhere. Jesus thing about Jesus is he never if you look in, in Scripture, in, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when, where most have talked about him in his, his earthly ministry, he never pursued people. Who'd he pursue? His father, And the more he pursued his father and knew what was right, he did what was right, and I mean, people came from everywhere, whether they liked him or not. I mean, you want attention? <laughs> Just go to the father. Because when you go to the father and you're connecting to his nature and his thankfulness and his greatness and that is becoming real to you, you're cultivating it, and it's a part of your life, I mean, you're, you're, like a, you know, you're, you're like a magnet to metal. People just come from everywhere and want what you have. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Your first calling in life is to see people reconciled to God. That's your first calling. Before anything else, before your job, before anything else that you think you're called to do, you're called to reconcile people to God. You can never do that without this spirit of thanksgiving. Working in your life because, you're, because you want it. It's by design. It's not by default. He never pursued people. He pursued God. God. He never, tried, he never tried growing His ministry, tried to p- turn people away. He never tried to build and, and, and make something bigger because first, it had to be right here and it had to be right in His disciples. But as a result of becoming real with God, developing this mindset that I'm talking to you about today, The glory of God, the nature of God, manifested itself everywhere He went, and it's the same that's available to you and me. Amen. You know, um, I, I know at different times I talk about this, but but I, I wanna I wanna. Like, apply this because I've got a passage of scripture that I'm going to read today at the end of my message here in a minute that we'll talk about for the next few weeks. But, you know, I've become more and more convinced that most people do not think they're great. Most people do not have real confidence in what they can do, most people. Some people do, but most people don't. And many people that do, they're arrogant with it. And what I find is that there are so many insecurities in people's lives, and it's hindering the purpose of God being manifested in and through their lives because of the insecurities that people have. A lot of times, because we live in the social media world that we live in, people are constantly comparing themselves to somebody on social media. And 95, 6, percent of what's put on social media is just people's best foot forward. I mean, most people on social media don't say that they, you know, had such a depressing day yesterday they wanted to kill themselves. Some people do, but most people don't. And yet there's more of that than what meets the eye, and yet... What you think about somebody is what they put on social media to make you think everything is great. Man, I just can't do that. I just can't do it. That's why I don't post very much. I put stuff up about the church and our services, but I don't put things up because I don't don't want... If something good happened, I mean... I posted about the men from the valley that came up. I went on a motorcycle ride, and I played golf with those guys because they all wanted to play and really didn't want to do either one of them, but I did it because I wanted to be with those guys. you know. And, and it was a good thing. And our, our men, the men that came, we had a great time with those men in the, from the valley and, and all of that. So we, I put a little bit of that out there. But I don't even like to post much because I don't want something coming off in, in a way that really isn't the way it really is. I want truth, man. Amen? I want it to be truthful. But most people, most people are caught in that game. But think about this. If you know that you're already great, then on social media, I spend a lot of time commenting on people about what they did. And when you know you're great, you can rejoice with others. Because that's one of the big things that hinders and hampers people is their their conversation and their talk and their declarations over other people and mad because somebody got something good happen in their life. God wants you and I free of that. And it will never happen until you begin to realize how great you really are. But you'll never be great until the spirit of thankfulness and thanksgiving begins to come out of your mouth about how great He is. In everything that you face. Everything you face. Most people, I'll say it like this. Unthankfulness in your life, it disqualifies you from more in life. It disqualifies. And most people think that what they have is insignificant. Well, you know, this is just this, or I just do this, or I'm just that, or I'm not enough, or whatever it would be. And I'm going to read this story to you today. And there's a lot to get out of this story, and I I just got very little time. So I'm going to read the story to you, and it's found in Luke chapter 9. It's about eight verses, and um, in the rest of the month we're going to talk about this passage of Scripture, and we're going to get out of this, we're going to extract from this passage many, many great things, I believe, that have to do with developing a spirit of thankfulness. Verse um, 10. Did I say, what chapter? 9. Chapter 9, verse 10. And the apostles, when they had returned, told him all that they had done. They they had told Jesus all that they had done. Then he, if you want to know what what, what, what they had done, go read it. Anyway, then he took them and went aside privately into a deserted place belonging to the city called Bethesda. And when the multitudes knew it, They followed him, and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. He went to go be in a private place to seek the Father with his disciples, and everybody else heard about it, and they all showed up. Remember, he didn't pursue them. They pursued him because of what he had. When the day began to wear away, the twelve came and said to him, "'Send the multitude away.' that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions. Because where they were, even to this day, is a pretty good distance from town. And in their day was even farther. Less developed areas. Um, But he said to them, you, he didn't didn't say he was going to feed them. He said, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. And in that day and what was going on with Jesus, maybe the women and the kids stayed home. But all the miraculous things that happened in Scripture happened because of women. So maybe the men said, stay home, and the women said, forget that, and drag their little kids. So I'm going to say, this is five loaves and two fish, and a minimum of 8,000 people, probably more. Minimum of 8,000 people with five loaves and two fish. And he knew what they had, and he told them to take what you have and do something with it. And what did they say? In essence, can't be done. And what did he say? Then he said to his disciples, make them sit down in groups of 50. And they did so and made them all sit down, and then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he did what? (laughs) Thank you, Father. You didn't send these people out here without their not being away, and I promise you, there was no chilies, right? There was no BJ's out there. There was no cowboy steakhouse or anything else for them to go and eat and line up and and get their food. There was nothing out there except five loaves and two fish and maybe some power bars. And with 8,000 people who left their homes not thinking about they needed to bring food, he comes out there and he says, you feed them. So what they had in their mind was not enough, but if you notice the rest of the passage, he took the five loaves, the two fish looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples and set them before the multitude. So they all ate and they were filled. Twelve baskets of leftover fragments were taken up by them. There was more than enough. Listen to me. I'm just going to end this today, and I want you to think about this. There was only more than enough to one person. Because he spent his life and his ministry life thanking the Father. He had to develop an attitude of thanksgiving and know the power that was involved in that just like you and I have to or He's not the perfect Savior. He had to experience everything we experience yet without sin able to come to our aid when we're faced with 8,000 mouths and five loaves and two fish or whatever the natural circumstance is that looks impossible to the natural, when you find yourself with an impossibility and you've spent no time thanking God for His greatness, you don't know you have more than enough already. We're going to spend the rest of the month looking at this right here. Because we've got to uproot this mentality right here, like we never have in our lives. Your life is waiting on it. Your destiny's waiting on it. The lives of many other people that you're connected with and that will connect to you in your life are waiting on it. And the planet's waiting on it. I'll just say to you that... <clears throat> My cultivation starts every morning. Like this morning, if it had been the morning before, it would have still been dark when I woke up. But this morning when I woke up, there was a little bit of light because of the time change. But when I wake up, And it's dark outside, and I can still see the effects of the moon. I thank God for the moon. When I wake up in the morning and there's sun shining in my window, or or the effects of the sun, I thank God for the sun. Thank you, Lord, for the sun and the moon. Daily, I've learned to thank Him for my breath. Every breath I breathe. Thank you Father for the breath of life. God, I thank you that you have given me revelation of your word and that I like it and I and no matter what and no matter what I face or what difficulties come or what comes at me. He said, if you love me, the world will hate you. Right? If you love my word, you will be persecuted because of the word's sake. God, I'm so grateful that I can live life and be so thankful for the next breath, be so thankful for my health, so thankful for my family, so thankful for this, instead of unthankful and ungrateful for the things that maybe aren't perfect around me. Getting my eyes off of those things by thanking Him for all the good things cause you to realize you got more good than bad. I don't care who you are. Your thumb may hurt, but your big toe doesn't. Thank you, Father, that my big toe did not hurt. Thank you that it's well. The same way my big toe is well, so is my thumb well in the name of Jesus. It seems like a silly game, but there's no other way to get there. There's no other way to get there. I'm telling you today, there's no other way to get there. It won't just happen. It won't just all of a sudden happen because, because, and I'm leaving you with this passage. First Thessalonians 5 and verse 16, 17, and 18. Rejoice always, that's one verse. Pray without ceasing, that's a second verse. And the third verse is in everything. In everything, in everything, give thanks. He didn't say for everything, he said in everything. What are you giving thanks for in everything? It's the greatness of God. In everything, give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, it's His will in everything to give thanks. It's His will in everything to not be ungrateful and unthankful. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care what's happened. I don't care what anybody else has done. I mean, speak to the hand. He has given us the key to greatness because we already are. I'm just looking out. Every person that I can see your face today, man, you're wonderfully and beautifully great. You were made great. You're great. You're great. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but you don't know... You don't know what my dad did. No, 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 you're great. No, you don't know what my mom did. Yeah, yeah, but you don't know about my family. It doesn't matter. You're great. You are great because of Him. And you've got the rest of your life to develop this spirit of thanksgiving to receive and walk in your greatness before you leave here. I, I, it's not enough... It won't be good enough to just pass over to the other side, moaning, groaning, and complaining about how bad everything is. Always complaining, always talking bad about everybody, and then you cross over to the other side. Okay, there's no resistance to that. I want it. I want to live right now where the devil has nothing in me. I'm, I'm, I declare I'm living that way today. The devil has nothing in me. And I'm living my life giving thanks to God in the midst of anything that I face. I don't care what it is. Every day, in every situation, I'm looking for something to be grateful for. I'm not living my life like that because I'm not living defeated and not great in everything that I was created to do. I was created for greatness. So were you. Each one of us. How many believe that today?